Hey, and welcome to the Shorty Short Stuff, you short, short guy. Short guys and gals. <laughs> Everybody's so short, because this is short stuff, including us, Josh, Chuck, Jerry. We're all short. Are you going to make that same similar type joke on all ladies? That's no joke, Chuck. <laughs> you know what Randy Newman said about short people? What? I got no reason to live. <laughs> what? Remember? What? You don't know that song? No, that that just took like such a left turn. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Short people got no reason. Really? Oh man, that was a that was a top ten hit, my friend. You're crazy. When I'm telling you, I, I mean, it had to be the seventies. Okay, look it up. The only top ten hit of his that I know is um, "I Love L.A." We love it. <laughs> That's a great song. It sure is. Uh, all right, so let me ask you something. Have you ever <clears throat> gone home? Yes. Put uh, and felt just like, all right, I'm having a good day. I'm home. This is great. Sure. Put the key in the door. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you start that process, you're like, oh, M, God. Yes. I have to pee really, really bad. I cannot express to you how many times this happens to me. For real. So you have this. Yeah, clearly. And I noticed that it mostly affects women. I'm like, ho-hum, whatever. Um, But I definitely have it big time. So much so that I've trained myself. Mm. Uh, because there's clearly something going on with the brain mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I have so much further before I could possibly pee. So yeah, it, yeah. it's not happening in the next like 10 <laughs> seconds for sure. So might as well just calm down there, bladder. And it actually works. Yeah. So it is that is a real thing called key in lock syndrome or mm-hmm. uh, urge urinary incontinence. And like you said, it apparently does affect more women than men. And um, if you really have this to a, you know, to a decent to large degree, you kind of have to plan around it even. Yeah, so I I didn't understand this. Now I totally get like those poise ads and depends ads. Like I get it now. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently as as women age, uh, they tend to become slightly more incontinent, right? But it's not, like you said, it's not strictly women. Um, I think a quarter to a third of all Americans at any given point in time have some sort of incontinence problem, not just this one. Mm -hmm. But if you start to understand what the uh, what's behind it, it actually makes a lot more sense. But basically, you have what's called a um, a the floor of your pelvic muscle, mm-hmm. your pelvic muscle or your pelvic floor is basically what it is, and that is what holds your guts and everything up. Yeah, it supports basically everything inside your abdomen, and it's it's like a trampoline of muscle that all that stuff sits in. And it has a few holes in it. It has one for your urethra, one for your anus, and then if you're a woman, <laughs> it has one for your vagina yeah. too, right? Uh-huh. Um, so normally the that muscle is pretty tight and it's holding all that stuff closed. And then when you need to pee or you poop or something, your brain's like, all right, open up. You're going number one. You're going number two. Here comes a baby, that kind of thing, right? Sure. And... Over time, this muscle can kind of get weaker, get looser. Once you have a child, that can really stretch your muscles out. And so as a result of this, it's harder to hold in pee, especially if you get a sudden urge to go. Yeah, and and like you said, it you know, as you age, this can increase. Um, one of the reasons I think it, it primarily affects women uh, is because childbirth and pregnancy can play a, a pretty big role in this. Right. And interestingly, uh, that's the same as for C-section as just a, a good old-fashioned vaginal birth. That's really weird. 
Yeah, because I would think it has to do with, with uh, I don't know. I, I guess the C-section. I think there's pressure, mm-hmm. no matter what, during pregnancy. Right. But it does say that childbirth, even a C-section, they're they're impacted. Well, it, yeah. Then it must just be for the whole, um, the Experience. whole pregnancy. Yeah. Just the baby sitting on that trampoline of muscle. It's got to stretch it out Bouncing a little bit. up and down. For sure, yeah. It's like, settle down there, Junior. That's what uh, all, all moms say while they're pregnant. <laughs> so, uh, pregnancy, childbirth, age, uh, some other uh, little more serious causes, although they're not as common as those, are like infection mm-hmm. or bladder cancer, bladder stones. Uh, for men, prostate problems. Right. Which I didn't. Did you know what the prostate does? Do I know what the prostate does? That's my question that's out there on the table right now. <laughs> I do, but I don't know right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell you. Like so I you knew know, at one point. So you know semen? I, I'm sure well acquainted. All right. So you know like the sperm that's in semen? Are you sure? Uh-huh. You know the other stuff that's in <laughs> semen? That's made by your prostate. Oh. And women have something too. Um called the uh, Skeen's gland, and it makes up basically that for women. Okay. So semen minus the sperm. So your prostate and your Skeen's gland are, are um, well, male and female stuff makers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think is what it's Boy, called. we're dancing yeah. around this one. <laughs> for sure. But so um, the the prostate, and I, I didn't see it anywhere, but I would guess if the Skeen's gland is affected too, um, it could have a, an impact on incontinence for sure. But also medicines too, different kinds of medications can make you pee yourself. Well, yeah, and it's here's the thing too, like a lot of times they don't necessarily come in and say, it's this one thing that's causing it. Right. So a lot of researchers now think maybe it's, it can be a combination of things. It's not just the bladder. Yeah, the, there's clearly a brain connection because you can you can tell your brain, no, it's not time, settle down, and your brain will be like, oh, sorry, false alarm, just wait a little longer to your bladder. Well, unless you've crossed that threshold, then there's no turning back. And then it's just like... I wonder what that's all about, actually. What, you know, the, the threshold where you're like, no, 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 there oh. is no bringing bringing it back. <laughs> I don't know. Like that, I'm about to pee my pants if I don't find a bathroom. Because really other than, you know, having to take a shower afterward, all your all your breaking is like decorum. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. I, I think what it is is your brain's weighing the the violation of decorum versus the horrible feeling that it's having to endure and it's just like I'm going with this one. So long decorum. Yeah. But um it is a it, it's a it's enough of a an embarrassing problem that people do seek treatment, but unfortunately, from what I understand and from what the, the article that you sent um, says, is that there's real, like, low-level attention yeah. paid to solving this. But luckily, there's kind of like this rising school of thought that's like, no, we we need to study this more. This is not enough. You can't just tell women to go uh, do Kegel exercises and don't worry about it, or that they have to wear poise pads for the rest of their life. That's not a solution. That's not an answer. So let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk about what you can do when you're about to pee yourself uh, because you are opening your door. Thank you. 
All right. So the bladder, I'm curious. We should maybe do a full one on the bladder at some point <laughs> because it's really interesting to me. I've always been a person that I feel like I pee more than your average person. Me too. You definitely do, but yours is for one reason. It's because you have a constant flow of liquids coming into your body. <laughs> Not just liquids, but coffee too, Chuck, which is a diuretic. Yeah. No, well, absolutely. caffeine is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Emily also uh, is a frequent urinator, and I've always just suspected that um, that it's not like people say I have a small bladder. I don't know if that's true or not. Like, I, I think it's not so much the size of the bladder, but maybe how it relates to the brain. That's kind of what it seems to be the um, the the prevailing wisdom that's developing now is that there's something going on with the brain-bladder connection. Yeah, so that's what happens. When you need to, when everything's going great, the bladder sends a signal to the brain and says, hey, brain, you might want to find a, might want to get this meat bag to a toilet soon. Right. Because I have to release, and it's going to happen at some point, no matter what. Right. There also seems to be possibly some connection to vasopressin because the brain floods the, the um, bladder with vasopressin um, to keep it from peeing while you're sleeping. Um, as a child, as you're developing and, and um, you're not peeing the bed any longer, that's because your vasopressin levels are ra- rising throughout your lifetime. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if they start to go down after you age, and that actually has a, an, an impact on it as well. Maybe so. It's possible, Chuck. Uh, so, all right, your brain uh, gets this signal that your bladder says it's full. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if you're a dude, you can run to the urinal, which I would love to have one of those in my house, by the way, but Emily said, no way. <laughs> she was like, you live in a house full of women. We're not building a urinal for you. Well, you're like, we can have both, one right next to each other. <laughs> so you run to the urinal, and when you get there, your your brain sends a signal back that says, mm-hmm. all right, we're here, release the urine. Or if you can't get to a urinal or a bathroom, mm-hmm. your brain says, sorry, bladder, but you're going to have to hang in there for a bit. Yep. And that's it. That's peeing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Do you remember we talked about Mick... Uh, micturition syncope, and uh, I called it syncope. Yeah, what was that? It's where you faint after you pee. Oh, right, right. Because they think there's like changes in your level of either vasopressin or norepinephrine mm-hmm. or some chemical that tells your muscles to relax around your bladder causes you to, to faint. Yeah. So what can you do? You can do kegels if you're a, a woman or a man. Um, you can do, uh, you could basically, I think from what I understand, the first thing you want to do is go to your doctor. Sure. And this specialist, his name was, um, Dr. Philip P. Smith. And he's (laughs) one of these new thinkers about this kind of thing. And he said, if your doctor just tells you to do kegels or get used to wearing pads, get yourself another doctor, go see somebody else because there's other stuff you can do. But if your doctor's worth, you know, their salt, they're going to say things like, um, yes, do kegels. Try to follow a um, basically a pee regimen. Yeah, schedule. Yes. Yeah, so, so I didn't realize this, and this <laughs> this person had like the greatest quote. Um, we have all heard that voiding on a schedule rather than just when you have to go is better. I've never heard that. <laughs> I had neither. I think the specialist needs to get out of the clinic once in a while. I remember when my dad sat me down when I was ten and said, "You know what, son." <laughs> You pee at 9, noon, 3, 7, and 10, yeah. and everything will be great. 
That's supposedly what you want to do is go every three hours, um, whether you have the urge or not, and you're training your body to be able to hold it. And then paradoxically, you want to hold it for an extra five minutes, then maybe an extra 10 minutes, because as this article says it, and I've heard the opposite, stretching your bladder actually allows it to hold more. Yeah. So you'll have the the urgency less frequently over the day. But I don't know about that one. I'm not, I'm not banking on it. Did you ever go to one of those dumb college bars that had the, the thing where beer is free until you pee? No. Yeah, it was a thing at some bars where I'm like five to seven, beer was free for everybody until the first person in the bar peed. That's a lot of stress. And so, of course, there's always, you know, some stupid frat boy peeing in a beer pitcher under the table Mm. uh, just so we can drink a little more. Where was this? I mean, we both went to college in the same town. I don't. I, I don't think. I, I think they had them at Georgia Southern. I never. I never went to uh, one in Athens because I wouldn't have wanted that pressure. Because I would have been like, yeah. "I gotta pee, guys." Yeah. Enough said with Georgia Southern. Yeah. So train your bladder. Tr- if you have to pee, try and stave it off even longer, uh-huh. five minutes at a time, then maybe ten minutes, and before you know it, you get to that front door, and uh, you're just fine. You're just gonna poop yourself. <laughs> Which is a, a whole other short stuff episode altogether. That's right. Uh, and that's it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to onto our website. It's called stuffyoushouldknow.com. You can find all of our social links there. And you can also send us an email. Send it off to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. Mm-hmm.